The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the Retro Network proudly presents to you, in association with the House Show Crew, a little morsel for your Monday. Answering all the questions that you send our way. So no more lollygagging, let's take on the day. Welcome to the running. Welcome to the running. Welcome everyone to your Monday morning coffee. Uh, thank you for that, Kevin Hellions. It is none other than Maddie Treats, and I am in the run-in presented by the House Show, which is presented by the Retro Network. It is the inception of wrestling podcasts. And uh, we're doing something a little special this Monday morning. I am joined by internet wrestling community legend, Crone Meltzer. Crone, how have you been, my good friend? I've been doing fantastic, powering through the uh, COVID era here, working, watching some wrestling, and chugging along. How about yourself? I've been doing good, you know, recording the podcast, of course, as you heard, because I know you listen weekly. We're going to be doing uh, Halloween Havoc in a couple weeks. We're very excited for that. So really looking forward to the fall season here. Of course, football starting up this week, so... uh, all in all, it's a, a very exciting time here at the house show. Um, another thing too that we got going on is we actually have a uh, a promotion. I don't know. Have you have you heard about this yet? I I have not. Enlighten me. All right. So let me tell you. So uh, yeah. So the entire retro network is doing a promotion. Uh, we're being promoted by HalloweenCostumes.com and fun.com f-u-n.com what they are offering is in our show notes starting today and uh, through October 31st for halloweencostumes.com if you click the link in the show notes you will receive 20% off uh, a single item on the website. Uh, They have lots of great Halloween costumes. If you're looking to get something uh, for yourself, for a loved one, uh, for if you have kids and you're looking to get a Halloween costume for them, uh, some great, great costumes there. And then also over at fun.com, if you click the link in the show notes, you'll receive 15% off Uh, One item, and that one runs through December 31st. So a lot of great fun, um, no pun intended there, Uh, a a lot of great items on both websites. Um, Fun.com really is a a great site with a lot of nerdy stuff to it. Uh, They have a lot of um, WWE like Christmas sweaters and uh, just different kind of collectibles, memorabilia, comic book stuff, video game stuff, a lot, a lot of cool stuff. So just make sure... Uh, if you're interested, click the link and uh, save some money. I mean, who doesn't love saving money? Exactly. It's the best thing you can do. Everybody loves a few extra dollars in their pocket. Who doesn't love that little jingle jangle, if you will? Um, so, Crone Meltzer, we wanted to bring you on today because I know this has been a very big week in 
uh, wrestling in, in, in current day wrestling. Uh, of course, on the house show, we do the retro stuff, but you know, with the run in, we like to touch on all an array of topics. So I know you wanted to come on because you wanted to talk about one, uh, the NXT, a four-way Iron Man match that took place. Uh, also, too, Roman Reigns is champ and a bad guy now. Roman's a heel. Uh, and then, of course, AEW All Out happened on Saturday night. And we wanted to get your thoughts on that. A lot to digest here. It, it has been a loaded week when you put it into perspective um, in the wrestling world, as it seems to be a lot lately. But going back to... um to your your first point the 60 minute iron man match you know super tuesday nxt gets the day all to themselves pretty excited got a, a four-way 60 minute classic i'm expecting a classic when you have those four guys tommaso champa johnny gargano adam cole and finn balor you're talking about four world-class level wrestlers and in a 60 minute iron man match nonetheless but Man, if that ending didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth, I don't know. That was, I, I'm not very happy with that booking decision. I would have liked to have seen a winner come out of that. I can understand, you know, pushing your next episode and everything like that. But I feel like without a winner, it just, it almost feels like a cop out. You know what I mean? What what did you think of the action of the match itself? Take away the, the end where you have the draw. Uh, with, you know, Cole and Balor uh, both tying and basically extending that match unto this week. Uh, what, what did you think of the action itself? Did you like the match? I, I, w- I would say it didn't live up to my expectations, per se. Um, I, I don't know. You know, may, maybe it's, maybe it's the, the fans, because I think in this, in this COVID era, and we saw that with All Out. The not having an audience really doesn't help anybody or anything. It, it's unfortunate. You can even have some fans there like they did at All Out tonight. But with such a minuscule amount, like the reactions and everything, I guess the the action was good. But that instant classic vibe I was hoping for wasn't there. And I, I hate to say it. I just feel like that's, that's the COVID era, unfortunately. Have you... You know, think about how long the pandemic has gone on for. Do you think there's been at least one classic match this entire time? <sighs> Famous matches that are going to come out of this are going to be your cinematic matches, like your Boneyard match and your, your you yep. know, Fiend versus Cena. Yep. But, I mean, is there really like a wrestling classic? <sighs> I mean, they would tell you the greatest wrestling match ever, right? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say no. Uh, well, let me rephrase it. Yes, I would say no. There hasn't really been any like classics, but I almost feel like it's kind of a trick question because sans all that other stuff, I, as bad as the pandemic's been and everything, part of me likes some of the freeness that it's allowed. You know, like like you said, whether it was the Firefly Funhouse match or the Boneyard match or the Money in the Bank or the Stadium Stampede or the Tooth and Nail match tonight, things things like that. Um, you know, it, it gives, it gives an opportunity for something new and it may not be like a quote unquote classic, but it's something memorable. It isn't that what wrestling's about kind of. 
Yeah, they've had to be creative and, and go with the cinematic matches. Um, I think I enjoyed when it comes to that four-way Iron Man match. I thought the action was really good. Obviously, when you like you said, you have the, the caliber of those four. Um, I, I actually have come up with a way to make an hour-long Iron Man match featuring four people better. Yeah, you, you come have. Up, I have single-handedly come up with a way, okay? Okay, what have you got, Paul Heyman? All right, so you have a one-hour Iron Man match, okay? Okay. Every pinfall... If if say you pin me, we're gonna use say we're gonna have a four way Iron Way uh, Iron Man match, and the four competitors are the Educator of Excellence, Kevin Hellions, Crone Meltzer, and Sweet Maddie Treats. You know the four best athletes in the world right now. I'm throwing up a four. Uh, you're thinking instant classic, right? Absolutely, I think, five stars. I think we all are. Um, so what happens is is any time there's a pinfall, you get your you get your one fall. So you. Say, Crone uh, Meltzer pins the educator. The educator gets one. Okay. Okay. But but the or Crone Meltzer gets one. Excuse me. But the educator would get minus one. Oh, almost like a okay. catch up type thing. And then every twenty minutes. So at the twenty minute mark, and then the forty minute mark, one person, whoever's in the bottom, is eliminated from the match. Ooh, I like that idea a lot, actually. And then when you you get down to the final, you know, 40 or the final 20 minutes, it could be where Crone Meltzer's pinned all these people and he's plus three and Maddie Treats has gotten pinned twice and he is minus two. So I am down technically five, five falls. But for every time I pin you, it's minus one plus one for me. So it's like a two fall swing. That's a, that's quite the interesting idea. I now let me ask you: Do you think that you don't think that would be like too contrived? I feel like they need to have a scoreboard up at all times. That is one thing I would say about that Iron Man match was they didn't have a scoreboard up at all times. So like you know keeping track of stuff like that, you like you really have to be watching the entire time and focused on it. But I and that I, and I that's part of the that's part of the whole idea behind doing it at 20 minutes is because usually when you do an hour long Iron Man match, even if you go back and watch the most famous one, which was, you know, Sean versus Brat, really the first half an hour, 40 minutes, you get a lot of rest holds, you get a lot of this. So if you have one of a four way Iron Man match where it's every 20 minutes, that means you're kind of resetting the match every 20 Ooh. minutes. So there's a countdown, there's excitement. I, I like that for, for the reasons that you're saying, because like you said, the most famous Iron Man match, Brett and Sean, I mean, really, it goes without saying with any Iron Man match, though, doesn't it? it? It doesn't matter until the last five or ten minutes. I mean, us as wrestling fans, we're conditioned to know that pretty much any Iron Man match is going to be within striking distance for both people within the last five to ten minutes. So that other 50 minutes is going to be pretty much meaningless. But if you have, like your scenario, like you're saying, eliminations every 20 minutes, that gives you a reason to remain invested for those three intervals, especially on a TV product like NXT. With them showing that on USA, that'd be perfect way to keep people in tuned. Yeah, and then after each twenty minutes, you can take your commercial breaks, come back with limited interruptions. I like that. I think I think that'd work out. Maybe you should get a job with the WWE. Hey, I'm looking to sell out, baby. <laughs> Halloweencostumes.com, fun.com. Please go click the uh, the sponsorship links in the show notes. So, 
Um, so the other topic, WWE related real quick. What do you think of the Roman Reigns heel turn? I mean, it's what everybody's wanted, right? It makes me invested in Roman. I, I will ask, let me ask you, do you like it with the addition of Paul Heyman? Do you think that that makes it better than had he just gone heel by himself? I think the addition of Paul Heyman is more intriguing than if he would have went by himself. I can agree with that. I mean, let's be honest. The the mouth, and I'm not saying Roman's a bad promo because he's not the greatest, but he's not terrible either. But when you have Paul Heyman, I mean, that's like having a cheat code pretty much. But yeah, but also too, is it a way to get, you know, the, the ardent fans that like Heyman and respect him, you to know, get on and, board with Roman? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it a long con? Whereas, you know, we're going to do this for six, seven, nine months. And then um, when, you know, Roman, you know, all of a sudden we start liking Roman because he is that that badass heel now. You know what I mean? So I just I I find it more intriguing with Heyman and not um, with Roman on his own. Okay. do you think two things? Because there's actually something else that came out of that that we have to discuss. But first, do you think they turn Roman face before the pandemic's over with? Or do you think they keep him heel? Like, I mean, I guess that's hard to gauge because we don't know. He'll be kept heel. I I don't see them turning him face until he'll go into next mania as a heel. I'm okay with that. And what about the, uh, I want to be, and all honesty, I want to be surprised if he held, he holds the title through. Well, to that, that and then he loses to someone point. like a uh, Keith Lee or a Riddle or something like that, and they crown him as the the face champion. What do you think about Jay Uso getting the shot at the the strap? That's a, that's pretty intriguing to have um like a tag guy just go in there. I mean, I know they're relating and all, but it's still a pretty random uh, title match, don't you think? Yeah, well, it was a good way. I think it, it was smart booking as a way to not waste WWE always wastes matches. You know, I mean, Keith Lee's first night on the main roster, we're getting Keith. We've seen Keith Lee and Randy Orton Orton three times in one week. Isn't it amazing to think of how quickly they run through matches like that? Yeah. So um, I know they got a lot of TV time to fill. So have Roman take on someone that's his cousin. It's actually smart to kind of break the bloodline, if you will. Um, show no mercy on him. And uh, I, I think it's smart. Also, too, it seems like Big E is going to get a huge push. So uh, that was another person that they didn't have to waste for a, a, a clash of champions where you're going to have every title being defended on this pay-per-view. Yep. So, um, you know, why not have Roman defend against someone who's one's not going to win, but it's better for his character. I, I thought, and this is this is a reach, but with Retribution, I'm saying that Retribution was only going to appear on Raw. That would mean that a Raw guy or an NXT independent guy would be the leader of that, meaning not Roman. So what if Roman and the Usos got back together? I was thinking maybe like a, a finger poke of doom or something and a ha-ha. I mean, I don't know if that would happen or not, but I mean, they. it seems like WWE's kind of enjoying their uh, stable run again, which is perfect for you guys coming off your in-your-house run. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm very curious. Like I said, uh, the whole retribution thing, I really it doesn't pull me whatsoever anymore. Yeah, they not that it pulled it me to be, not that it pulled me to begin with, but it's just so ridiculous. Well, like, they they have a bad habit of doing that. They did that with the hacker. They just have things linger, and there's like no real payoff. I feel till it's too late. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, Retribution, I mean, who knows what it's going to be. If it is going to be uh, Dominic Dijakovic as part of them, you know, that's been the big rumor. Um, I also thought it was uh, Ciampa was supposed to be part of that, and he's in NXT. You know, I think a lot of things got shuffled with the Kyrian Cross injury. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That plays a, And that's crazy to think that that plays a part of, like, main roster, you know, shuffling as well. Yeah, because if you were going to promote someone, you know what I mean, and now he's gone, and you need this person, you know, Ballard or or Cole. I mean, either one of them is getting the title. One of them will have the title this week. So I hope it's Ballard. I think it's Ballard's time. I, I think. think well, I think it'll be Ballard too, personally. But um, I think they missed the ball with Ballard on the main roster, personally. Oh yeah, they they absolutely did. I mean, since he's been in NXT, he's done phenomenal things granted unfortunately a large bulk of that again has been during the COVID era but Finn Balor NXT letting him to like get loose a little bit you know go back to his old ways and everything works out for the best for everybody yeah I completely agree and then finally uh, I know we wanted to talk uh, AEW all out I have the card written down let's just go top to bottom to the card Uh, first thing first thing I thought when I saw it was the crowd just seemed very sad to me <laughs> seeing so many empty seats, you know, yeah. obviously they're trying to practice the social distancing, the, the spacing. Um, I don't know how you fix that in the COVID era. Um, I, I, it, it looked like the last run of a uh, ring of honor show. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty. Oh, that's, that's sad, but sad, but true. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think of the crowd? I mean, <sighs> I'll give AEW credit. You know, they're they're trying. And as fans, I, I was thinking about that while watching the show too. I, is it is it hard to get invested in a show when you're in such a big area? Because let's be honest, I think at their 10% capacity, I think they're allowed 600 fans in there. I think that's like the rough number of how many people are in there. We've been to shows like two CW shows where there's what probably that amount of people maybe even less to be honest with you in like the pastime athletic club and stuff like that so i mean with that amount of people but in that big of a space it just doesn't work so i'm wondering if the fans like don't feel the urge to chant or to you know they can't be as loud because of how big the amphitheater is and everything like that but i mean i'll give AEW credit for at least trying to give people live wrestling and trying to give you know some reaction like you said what are you going to do? You know, I mean, 10%, maybe it'll be 20%, then 30%. I mean, at least it's some live wrestling. I wonder, too, if it would help out if the fans were closer to the action. Because um, you still have the... for that, though, right? You'd think. Yeah, I, it might just be... Um, it, it could be governmental. I mean, who knows? But, right, right. you know, you still have your, your performers around the ring. You don't have the fans. And they just don't seem that mic'd up either. I don't know what it adds like yeah, besides saying, oh, we have fans. Same thing, though, with WWE and the Thunderdome. I think the Thunderdome atmosphere is worse than when they had people like banging on the plexis and stuff like that. Like, I actually didn't mind that. And I thought like the noise was kind of cool. Like, I almost wish they could have the Thunderdome as your background. And then where the hard camera is that side, have people banging on the plexis and, and causing the noise like an actual actual like reacting rather than the can noise that they're throwing in right now well that brings up a great point about wrestling in general in my opinion you can have the ambiance of having fans in the crowd but the thing that really really makes wrestling tick is 
the reaction, the pop. The pop is is the thing that I feel like like when us as wrestling fans watch wrestling, that is what we like yearn for. We want to hear, we want to see, we want to feel that big pop. So when you don't have that sound, that kills half the match. Like you said, whether you have people in the crowd looking there or not, like if there's no sound to go with it, that's the other that's that's the soundtrack that goes with the match. You know, you need that. Yeah. Um, so all out, there were nine matches on the main card. I believe eleven on if you include the buy-in. Um, pro tip: don't watch the buy-in. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a long show. It was about what three and uh, three and a half. Well, three and forty-five minutes. Are you counting the per, not counting no buy-in? Yeah, yeah, no for buy-in. Yeah, that's about right. About about all right. Yeah, three forty-five. Um, so your top of the show, the f- the first match, Britt Baker versus Swole Tooth and Nail match. Uh, it sounded like you liked it because you brought it up earlier. I did. I did. I enjoyed it uh, very much. You know, it, the whole feud has been one of those not serious feuds, almost like a hokey, funny, ha-ha feud. And I think this match fit it perfectly. Um, two characters, pre-tape match and everything. It, it it worked out. I like I liked a lot of the spots in there, where, whether it was the uh, the dirty dancing through the diploma or the the screwdriver um, right into the into the chair. There was a there was a lot of like good spots in there. It was a it was a decent way to open it. And it brings up a whole nother discussion. But this was originally even supposed to be on the pre-show and then it got moved to the main show. And I did feel it was weird to kind of open the show with a pre-tape match. Yeah, I, I actually have a good spot where I would have put it in the match, but the only thing I didn't like about the dirty dancing was that Swole is punching the glass, yeah, which makes no yeah. sense. You should turn the diploma the other way around. Yeah, but, but it makes it um, like I, I personally wasn't a fan of this. I thought it was stupid. Really? You weren't a fan of it? I'm surprised. How come? No. It just wasn't, it wasn't my thing. I don't know. I just thought it was just so stupid and over the top. Were, did you want I'm not like a huge serious? fan of all of the um, the pre-tape stuff. I like the more serious stuff. Um, I like the Boneyard match because I thought that was just interesting. And, and I think because of The Undertaker not being a regular character on TV, um, I, I, I got into that more. Um, but, yeah, this one just, I don't know. I, it just didn't sit right with me. Well, for continuity issues, I was the man who liked, like, the Lion's Den match and the Heart Dungeon match. So it should come as yeah. no surprise. No, no absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I would not have opened the card with this. I actually would have opened with the Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks, which was match number two. Uh, what did you think of this one? I th- I thought this was a very good match, actually. Um both guys or both teams, I should say, put on an excellent performance. I, I'm not going to lie to you before the show even started, I called that the bucks were going to be in the first match. Cause I figured if they weren't in the title match that they'd want to open the show as it's the second most important part of the show. So, um, I thought, I thought it worked. It looked good. Everything went well. Um, Jurassic express. That's a team that if you would have went back to the beginning of AEW a year ago, a lot of people were thinking that they could have been the first tag team champions, but they've just kind of like lingered on, I feel, for the past year, not really doing too much. So, I yeah, don't, I, yeah, they really haven't done anything. There isn't there really isn't much storyline going on besides the main tag team storyline. Yeah, essentially the Hangman, Omega and the FTR. I mean, the Young Bucks in there a little bit, too, and everything like that, but. And, you know, the Bucks were playing heel here. I think every team's heel now. I'm so confused by who's face and who's heel in this tag team uh, feud. I I see. That's one thing that I like. I like the ambiance. Um, 
I, I like that the Bucks are kind of questionable with that and the whole Hangman and Kenny situation, which we'll also get into later. But I, I like um, I like it not being telegraphed, not really knowing which way they're going to go with it. Yeah, but it was uh, it was good action. Yes, good good opener, good opener for the live crowd. Yeah. So okay. So uh, match number three was the Casino Battle Royale. Uh, really nothing of note except for Matt Seidel being the twenty first entrant, and unfortunately for him, accidents do happen. Uh, just glad that he was safe and didn't get injured. Uh, but what did you think of the Casino Battle Royale? Let me ask you, what did you think of that Brian Cage spot on Darby Allen in the body bag? Because I thought before we get to our, uh, I believe it's our next match, before we get to that one, I thought that that was the worst like spot of the night. That that made me cringe a little bit. Yeah, but knowing Darby Allen, that was something that he, it was probably his idea to do. Right. So, um <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's just kind of how the feud has been going, you know, with Ricky Starks taking oh, the, yeah. you know, the skateboard with the the tacks through oh. it or the nails or whatever it is. So, I mean, it was a little much, but um, yeah, I mean it it, it feeds into that feud, so I have no issue with it. Uh, my one issue is I do want to point out that at the end it came down to Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Um, Eddie Kingston never went over the top rope. Oh. Oh, that's because he slid underneath and then he was on. He climbed up on the turnbuckle in the corner, but never got thrown over the top rope. But you you know what? Just it, want to point that out. It, but that's a good talking point for him. That, if, yeah. if they go down that road, I don't know if that was planned or if I'm the only person that caught that. I feel like that's something that other people would pick up on. And I feel like that's something AEW would address. I feel like WWE, they would kind of like try and ignore it almost but i feel like with that being something like that happening i could see aew possibly addressing that regardless of that i like archer going over i'm a big lance archer fan yeah i i I agree with you there i love archer as well um and of course his last i think we both came into agreement over that his last what g1 run oh yeah was was unbelievable so so match number four, probably going to be the most talked about match and moment on the card, was the broken rules match between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, where Matt Hardy uh, suffered a concussion and the match kept going on. Mm, yeah. What, what did you think? Uh, I don't know if you've seen twi- Twitter, of course, Matt Hardy's wife uh, going off on AEW on Twitter. Really? I have um, not seen that. That is breaking news to me. Wow. Yeah, check it out, but uh, just not a good look. Uh, I understand that uh, Sammy Guevara was to lose because the, it was Matt Hardy leaves. I don't think the fans would have cared. You know what I mean? Like, the match got called off. Like, the ref stopped. I mean, he legit was out. Yeah, that was not a pretty sight. Um, I mean, what, what do you say? I mean, we, we could we could have talked about this the entire episode. You know, th- this is a big talking point, I think, that's going to be going forward for AEW for, for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, and you could tell, too, that they, they messed up because they did bring it up later in the show, yeah, trying yep. to have Tony Boy, Schiavone yep. um, clear it up and then have him try to clear up his clear up. Yep. So, uh, obviously, uh, people not happy. And if you watch it, you're just it like, was, what it, are they doing? It was bad. Like, that was almost 
almost like Mick Foley cringe. Like when I saw it, I I knew instantly. I saw his head, and it wasn't just that, Matt. You, like afterwards, he was just laying there. Like you saw him literally motionless. It it was a pretty eerie sight there for me. And you could actually see Aubrey throw up the X as well. And I was surprised they had the match continue because during the match after that happened, they rang the bell like it was over, and then like they like restarted almost like they didn't know what was going on. But is this Sammy Guevara being dangerous again? You got the negligence here of AEW. I mean, I don't know. They said they went through the caution protocols, but again, you know, who knows? This is going to be something we're going to have to wait to hear Matt's side of the story. I mean, craziness, honestly, which is unfortunate. Well, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Matt Hardy probably wanted to continue. I, I and that's why that would be my so guess. But well. um, at least when they came back, they only did the one spot, but they shouldn't have done that. They should have just called the match off. And I don't think people would have held them to the. I mean, stipulations in wrestling, no one holds them anyways. I mean, so. he's got a family at home, too. You know, a very, very in the wrestling spotlight family. Like a lot of wrestling fans are well aware of like his kids and his wife and everything. So, I mean, scary situation. All right, match number five was the AEW Women's Champion Sheeta taking on the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa. What'd you think of this one? I would have liked it if Thunder Rosa had won. I I want for one time someone to come in to a quote unquote territory and win the belt and roll with it for a little bit. And what better time than in the COVID era right now? I don't know if NWA started up their shows again yet or not, but you know do something out of the box. Yeah, I I agree with that too. I thought Thunder Thunder Rose is awesome. Yeah. I, I really enjoy her. I like Sheeta too, but uh I think you bring up a great point if you had Thunder Rosa come in, get the win, um not necessarily they could have made it a non-title match or interpromotional match where none of the titles are on the line. Had Thunder Rosa win, and then you have this storyline for six months of Sheeta doubting herself as champion and everyone making fun of her and then at uh you know at the uh, memorial day show they have their rematch and sheeta gets the win with both titles on the line i was would have been smart i I was thinking that you could you could have even had this one be a winner take all match because this is something i don't think we've even touched on isn't this quote unquote supposed to be like their wrestlemania to a degree all their pay-per-views are big but isn't this supposed to be the big one either this one or um double or nothing double or nothing okay i could see that um but like for this, like I would have liked that. I feel like a winner take all because then if Rosa wins and she has both belts, I mean, you know, that would, or even Sheeta could potentially win and you could have a rematch with her and Rosa in a couple of weeks or something. Just just something to give some sort of because I mean, with the women's title on the line and Sheeta winning, like no surprise, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we followed that up with Kip Sabian doing a little quick promo. Uh, the only reason I put this down is he does take a shot at WWE. Um, and obviously for their new third party app policy is just a dumb policy. My only question is, I wonder if WWE was smart, they would say, no, you can't stream on Twitch because we part of the WWE network now is if you want to set up a a gaming channel, we will host it on the network. I, I hope that that's not the case because I, you know, this is right up my alley. And a, a lot of a lot of people on Twitch who stream can make a lot of good money. As a matter of fact, Rusev Miro streams on Twitch pretty much full time now. I don't even know if he's going to come back to wrestling, but you can make good money off that. And when you take away that monetization, I, I don't. Oh, I agree. I agree with you. I think it's stupid. But I'm just saying from a company standpoint, that was probably the only way they could get away with that. Otherwise, I mean, what are they going to do? You, you just 
I don't know if that'll hold up in, in court. And it really, you have so many people that are streaming. Are you going to find all of these people? Right, or yeah. Fire them I, there or were whatnot? some people that I didn't even know. There are times where I'm on there and I'm like, oh, wow, look, like Lana's streaming or someone like that. You know, it's like, wow, I didn't know that they were a streamer. But let me ask you something because you'd be more familiar with this than me. Since you were watching wrestling during the Attitude Era heavily, do you like it when companies take pot shots like that at each other? You know, it doesn't really bother me. Um, I like it better with AEW taking the shot at WWE. Right. I think it's punching down if WWE is taking the shot I, at AEW. I 100% agree with that because I know WCW used to take their shots. I've I've played plenty of plenty of retro Raws and Nitros. I've seen I've seen pot shots by both of them at each other, and I kind of like it. I, I like that. I feel like there's some fun involved in that. Yeah, so uh, following that up, match number six is the Dark Order taking on the Nightmare nightmare, whatever, a Nightmare Family, I guess you could say. Uh, Cutie Marshall, Dustin, uh, Scorpio Sky, and Matt Cardona. Plus Scorpio Sky, is he technically in that or is he an SCU? I don't know, yeah. Uh, the only thing out of this match, uh, one, this match shouldn't have been on the card in my opinion. This could have been a dynamite match. Um, but I want to see, after this, I want to see Scorpio Sky versus Brody Lee. Well... This upcoming week, you're going to get Dustin Rhodes versus Brody Lee, and I doubt Which is it. fine by me. I yeah. mean, to me, Scorpio and Dustin are the two best wrestlers out of those four on that side. Do you think that Scorpio's the right guy to dethrone Brody Lee? You think that's the guy to be? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know where they're going. I think for me, probably Darby Allen. Yeah, because the, the TNT belt's so early, it's hard to gate. It seems like they're trying to peg it as like... Not necessarily a mid-card title, you know what I mean? They're trying to have, like, established names hold on to it, I feel, at first. So, I don't know who they're going to pull the trigger on for it. Um, but, yeah, the, the the little interaction that Scorpio and Brody had, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to see that. Especially because knowing uh, Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, versus Dolph Ziggler in WWE were probably his best matches. So, I think they very similar styles. Yeah, Scorpio and Dolph. Dark Order is so over with me. <laughs> All right, uh, match number seven on the card is our tag title match, FTR, taking on Hangman and Omega with FTR capturing the belts. What did you think of this one? I thought that this one was as good as you can get for a pandemic, honestly. I, yeah, this was my match of the night, I too. I agree heavily. It was the match of the night. It was The thing that sucks about it, Matt, is when I see a match like this, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Bucks versus Hangman Omega Revolution, that level. Like, these guys can put on that level match. But again, without the crowds or anything, it's really hard to pull that off. But regardless, they still had enough near falls and everything in there. Great match. I loved it. And the stuff at the end, too. Yeah, with uh, the Omega Hangman still teasing that. Um, we'll see if they're broken up <laughs> this week on Dynamite. But yeah, my match of the night. Happy to see... Uh, uh, FTR win the belts and see where they go from here with them. You'll be so. seeing some Tully pretty soon, won't you? Halloween Havoc? Yeah, yeah, we will. So, uh, match number eight is the, Maho uh, the Mimosa Mayhem match. Of course, Orange Cassidy taking on Chris Jericho. Uh, Orange Cassidy getting the victory. What did, what did you think of this one? I'm going to say Kevin Hellions. This is his favorite match <laughs> of the night because it he is a OC mark. I am, you know, I like OC a lot too. I think this match was, it was, pre I'm going to tell you this. I had a problem with the finish. I think Cassidy should have pinned Jericho to get him more over. I think that, you know what I mean? It's kind of similar to the old, like a face climbing out of a cage type thing 
to be the heel. I feel like it would have gotten Cassidy over more had he pinned Jericho instead of just throwing him in the vat of mimosa. I would have had him pin him and then throw him in it afterwards. Yeah. Um, I, I understand where you're coming through. Yeah. Coming from, I think the gimmick match would have worked better with the crowd too, because then you have people laughing at Jericho, yada, yada, yada. But um, with, with, going through the pandemic and stuff like that there's just not a lot going on and then uh we do have full gear coming up november 7th there's a little preview video for that and then finally our main event of the evening is john moxley taking on mjf uh, what'd you think of the main event i enjoyed the main event for what it was it was it was worthy in my opinion of a main event mjf proved himself i thought it was a very good match it was not match of the night but i'd put it up there in the top top three top two top three um Moxley wins, retains the title, setting up his future match with Lance Archer to continue their feud to a degree from New Japan, which they had a hellacious Texas death match. I'm Wrestle Kingdoms, night one or night two. I could be wrong on that, but they had a great match. So if that's any indication, those two are gonna put on a great match. Do you think Archer's the guy to beat Moxley for the title? No. No? I think Mox hangs on to it, yeah. Who who's the guy? Who's it gonna be? Uh, Omega. Really? Heel? Heel Omega. That would be nice. Although, Hangman, man. I, I'll Yeah, but the Heel Omega and then face Hangman. Let me tell you something. Beats Omega. I One year ago when this started, I did not care about Hangman Page at all. But I'll be damned if they didn't do some great storytelling and great work with him over the past year. Yeah, I love Hangman. Uh, I always have, though. When we saw... We, we went to Supercard of Honor yep. uh, Mania Weekend in Orlando, I want to say, when it was Omega versus Cody. Uh, it was Hangman versus Kota Ibushi. And uh, that match was unbelievable, in my opinion. That was probably my favorite match was Hangman versus Kota. So um, I think that's where they're going. My only thing on this match, it was a good match. I just think AEW uses blood too much. Yeah. I mean, there's someone blading like every other week, it seems like. It, well, I know Tony was a big fan of ECW, and that that's one of the things that I like about AEW is it's, a, it's an edgier product. But I, I will agree with you. I think that... When you have too much blood, when everybody bleeds, nobody bleeds. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make a difference, really. Plus, you're in a pandemic. It's probably not the smartest Yeah, well, Moxley putting MJF's blood in his mouth. I was super surprised at that spot. Yeah, it was, it was something. Um, so overall, though, what did you think of All Out? Did you enjoy the show? I I enjoyed the show. It, it was not bad by any means. You know, f- I'll, t- I'll tell you this. If I compared this to, like, a WrestleMania... I enjoyed this over WrestleMania, in my opinion. So I would say it it got two thumbs up for me on a scale of one to five. I would give it, I'd give it a 3.7, 3.7, 3.8. Such a random number. I mean, hey, got to get right on the bubble. You got to get right on the bubble. Your your math teacher, the educator, very, very excited for your math skills there of rounding up to the nearest tenth of a point. That's why I'm a salutatorian and not a valedictorian. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, it I was an enjoyable show. It's just too long. Uh, I did say earlier I would have taken the Dark Order match out. You remove that match, gives you eight. If you would have moved Britt Baker and Swole uh, to after the FTR um, Hangman Omega, I think that would have sped up things, especially of trying to get the Mimosa match set up. Yeah, the I mean, I think we can agree the main talking point coming out of this is going to be Matt Hardy. I think after that, it kind of... Well, think about this, too. How long was the Matt Hardy-Sammy Guevara match supposed to go? Like, that had to be caught by 10 minutes. Yep. And do you think they filled that in elsewhere, though? 
or do you think that that just like the show came up short? Because if so, you're looking at like close to a four hour show, five hours plus the pre-show. Yeah. So like I said, I would get rid of the Dark Order uh, Nightmare Family match. And then you could probably take out, uh, I mean, Jurassic Express, Young Bucks, it's good action. But what was the point of it? Got to get the Bucks on the card, let's be honest. No, I know. I know but I'm just saying. Oh, like in the, the grand scheme of, of things, like, yeah, there's no, it's what ranking pers- purposes basically. Yeah, I mean that's what what AEW Dark is. So yeah, that. Um, but I think that's I think that's gonna do it for us on this Monday morning. Crone Meltzer, what do you want to say to everyone out there? I want to say to everyone out there that I appreciate you listening, not just to the run in today, but also the house show. Um, some great episodes you guys have been pumping out recently. I can't wait for the next one. I'm listening every single Thursday. You guys get the play before grilling Jr. So when I get into the car to start work every Thursday, the first thing I put on is the house show. And I want to give you guys your kudos because you guys have done a great job for the past five months. And I'm glad to see you continue with uh, the Halloween Havoc series coming up. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you very much. Uh, this Thursday is our Twin Magic episode. I love Break breakdown in your house is the Brie episode, and then Judgment Day is the Nikki episode. Uh, that'll be coming to you this Thursday on a podcast channel near you, of course, on our personal channel and on the Retro Network main feed. And a little spoiler alert: it's our longest episode. Oh, I I love it. I love it. This is like a main event right here. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna see that. Um, and I just want to thank, of course, the Retro Network. I want to thank my two co-host kevin hellions and the educator of excellence for not being here today i appreciate it more work for me to do thanks guys i want to thank crone Meltzer for being here appreciate it love talking to you especially when it's about wrestling um also to um thank halloweencostumes.com and fun.com for sponsoring the retro network and all of our podcasts and once again please use the links in the show notes so that way you can save some money this uh this fall so uh crone meltzer we will talk to you at a later date maybe we'll get you on for a halloween havoc episode how's that sound i'm around i'm around you know all you got to do is dial the digits you can talk to my secretary and uh we'll work something out all right sounds good and everyone out there we'll see you on thursday This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.